Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Nets, your daily podcast on the Brooklyn Nets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Keep the trunk blasting, toe tagging, I'm riding past them. Before you let them ride with the team, you got to ask them. Who got snaps on the Petro? Keep it real, keep it real, don't front, yo. Welcome one, welcome all to the Lockdown Nets Podcast, your daily dose of Brooklyn Nets news, analysis, and highlights. Basketball is back. I'm your host, David Wurzberger. It's a great night, folks. The Nets took on the Detroit Pistons in their preseason opener. It was a fun game. The Nets won it. Uh, quick warning to <laughs> listeners, it's preseason. Let's not get too high or too low on anything. Really, none of this matters. And a lot of the things you'll see won't translate to the regular season, good and bad. Just a quick heads up before we move on to analyzing things that don't matter. So being a bit of a hypocrite here. Anyway, uh, I talked to a lone fisherman of Brooklyn Nets memes on Facebook uh, about the game right after. So we'll get to that in a bit. But before we do, let's handle some quick business. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star rating on iTunes and subscribing to keep track of future episodes. You can go back through this week's episodes and listen to our Atlantic Division preview. We looked at the Knicks, Raptors, Sixers, and Celtics, uh, see what we're up against this year. If you'd like to sponsor the Locked On Nets podcast, you can email us at LockedOnNets at gmail.com. We have affordable rates and reach a great deal of Nets fans. Finally, submit your fan questions. We're happy to answer them on the air. You can tweet us at LockedOnNets or the email was LockedOnNets at gmail.com. Now to our post-game conversation with Alone Fishman. You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, joining me now on the Locked On Nets podcast, Alone Fishman. Uh, he's an admin over at Brooklyn Nets Memes on Facebook. It's a great page, great page, hilarious. Go like it. Alone, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Doing well. Basketball's back. I'm excited about that. How about you? It was great being able to watch Nets basketball tonight. On, I mean, it's only preseason, but it was great seeing them out there at Barclays Center. Yeah, the preseason, I mentioned this in the intro, but uh, the preseason, you can't draw any real conclusions from it. It's it's just not real basketball yet. Like, even for the first half, guys weren't even playing at full speed, it seemed like. But but there is some fun stuff to watch, to look out for. And I have a few down here, but, but first, you know, what were your general thoughts on the game and anything you might want to talk about? I mean, a big thing that we saw, and I'm not surprised by it since it's such a new team and new new faces, um, communication, I think, was pretty poor. And, I mean, you can't blame them. They haven't been together for a long time. But one thing that I, I don't think many viewers saw was that Kenny Atkinson, whenever he saw something poorly um, – when he saw something poorly in the game, he went to the bench and he pointed it out to everybody sitting there so they would know when they go in the game not to do the same mistake. Another thing I saw is I didn't like the way Kenny Atkinson managed the rotation. Um, for some reason, I don't see Jorge Gutierrez making the team because Grievous Vasquez and, and Jeremy Lin, they're two great point guards. 
And tonight, we didn't really see him, uh, but Yogi Ferrell, he had 12 minutes of action. I think he did a great job managing the floor. I think Kenny Atkinson should have gave other guys an opportunity. A big name that a lot of people haven't heard of is Bo Beach. He's coming from North Florida. Um, this guy, he can play the guard and the four position. We saw him limited action in the summer league. But many were talking about him to be the next Ryan Anderson. He's a great stretch, and I think if you have him on the floor, he could really be able to help with small ball, and that's the way that we see basketball heading towards. Yeah, we saw Farrell out there, and uh, we'll probably see Beach in an upcoming preseason game. This is really the time for those uh, training camp guys uh, to sort of show what they got, which is, which is funny because you almost can't really judge them because guys aren't, you know, they're not playing the real Detroit Pistons out there, the offense. Like you said, the communication was off. And there were mistakes out there, but it's preseason. Like, this stuff happens. I think we got to wait till the regular season uh, where things, you know, where we can really judge things. Uh, there are a few things uh, I was I was really keeping an eye on. Uh, I wanted to see uh, some of the system stuff Kenny Atkinson was running. And uh, in previous episodes on the podcast, we predicted a sort of Hawks or Spurs-esque motion offense. And we saw a little bit of it, uh, the, the very basics of it, really, um, the pass to the weak side, go around the double screen there for the guard, you know, things like that. Uh, there weren't a lot of isolations, post-ups, these bogged-down offenses the Nets have run in the past. Uh, it didn't look – there weren't a lot of advanced stuff in there, I didn't think. You know, it was pretty basic. I think when when you have a new head coach like Atkinson and a brand-new roster, you sort of have to ease in before you, you start playing around with stuff. But – yeah, he did mess around a little. We saw Brooke Lopez step behind the arc a little bit. He even ran a, a little flare play for him early on. Uh, that, that that was fun to see. Uh, I think last year I actually wrote a piece saying Lopez should be looking to step out, take some more threes. He already takes so many long twos. And we also saw Jeremy Lin, the debut of Jeremy Lin and his new jumper. Uh, there was a lot of talk about that during training camp, his new form. Uh, it, it did okay, I'd say. Yeah, it was definitely a beauty to see. His form was amazing. And a lot of people think, like, now with Steph Curry evolving and creating a new world of basketball, I think Jeremy Lin shows that even the basic fundamentals of basketball from back in the day are still being used. And he showed that tonight. He had 21 points in 17 minutes, and he shot 63.6% from the field. He's absolutely phenomenal. And I think two guys really set out tonight at today's game. It was him. And a guy that not a, peop- a lot of people think would like be doing well in the NBA is Justin Hamilton. I love the energy I saw from him. I think when I see him, I kind of see a improved Mason Plumlee. He's very aggressive. He has a lot of energy, very good moving up and down the court. I think he did a phenomenal job guarding in Andre Drummond as well as um, Boban Marjanovic. He had nine points and five rebounds in limited action. I think he's going to be a great backup center with Brooke Lopez. Now, with Brooke Lopez and Kenny Atkinson looking for him to step out at the three, I don't mind it, but I'd like to see it more um, late in the shot clock. We saw in the first possession of the basketball game, we just saw him to take a three. I mean, I don't mind it. Like you said, he's very good at doing the uh, long-range twos, but i like to see more ball movement, and we did see that, and I think the Spurs basketball fundamentals are going to be played in this uh, in this new culture that's being built in Brooklyn. Yeah, there was a lot of ball movement. There was also a, a lot of pick and rolls. And before I get to that, on Justin Hamilton, he, he's one of those guys uh, bounced around, can't really find a real home in the NBA. But at the same time, a lot of guys you talk to think he he, he can play. You know, he's not he's not a, a complete scrub, not anything close to it. 
I think he's going to end up being a pretty good insurance big man. I'd like to see him defend at a consistent level during the regular season. But to the pick and roll point, you know, we we watched it, we saw a lot of it. Lynn handling the ball, uh, Foy handling it, Vasquez. But a lot of the wings are because when the offense, let's say the original set plays out, the, the next thing you want is a high spread pick and roll, right? In this kind of spread out motion offense, it's just what you do in the modern NBA. But when a wing has a ball in his hand, you know, it's if you looking at wings around the league, how many can actually run the pick and roll with the net? A lot of young and experienced guys that aren't great ball handlers like Sean Kilpatrick and Ronda Hallis-Jefferson, more straight-line drivers, and we saw them handling the pick-and-roll out there. They didn't look super comfortable. Again, it's preseason, but I want to see them just going to be running the pick-and-roll throughout the regular season, and you have to wonder, like, are they going to improve at that? Are they going to really struggle with that? Maybe one of them could really blossom into a good pick-and-roll player because that skill is like invaluable to a wing. It's huge. And and I mentioned Ronda Hollis-Jefferson. Uh, he seemed kind of quiet on the offensive end, at least in the first half, which disappointed me because it is preseason, right? If there's ever a time for Ronda Hollis-Jefferson to start jacking shots, he shouldn't be. It's the preseason. I kind of wanted to see that. I wanted to see how far his offense uh, came along. What did you see? I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think Ronda Hollis-Jefferson has such great potential and as we know, even from college in his first season in the NBA, he's struggling offensively. And like you said, this is an, a great opportunity for him to try and get comfortable and is using his jump shot and attacking the basket. Um, I mean, he had plus nine, plus 20. So, I mean, he did pretty well defensively. You can never complain about it. But I'd, like you said, we need to see him, you know, give more of an effort offensively because if he's going to be in the starting rotation the entire season, he's got to be able to produce on the offensive side as well. Now, with Sean Kilpatrick, I think the one big thing for him is consistency. That first signing that we had him last year, I got really excited because we saw his numbers in the D-League. And one big thing was he came into games, but it was very inconsistent, like I said. He had games that he would come up clutch, 24 points, 8 assists. Then he would have those nights where he just he couldn't find his rhythm. And I think he's going to be very streaky, and that's something that he's going to have to work on. But um, I think that as the season progresses and if Joe Harris makes the team as, as well as Kilpatrick, I think Joe Harris has a chance of moving into his role because Joe Harris, for some reason, he played very well tonight, but I think it was very, like, on the low. He's going to be a guy that's just going to come in as a maybe a ninth or tenth man, but he's really going to be able to produce. And we saw it with the Cavaliers up until he lost his position to J.R. Smith, but this guy has potential. I think he's uh, 26, 27, but he's going to be a good guard for us in the backcourt. You think so? I, I, you know, he, no one, when he first signed with the Nets, he seemed to be sort of an afterthought. I mean, he rarely played with the Cavs. When he did, it was just sort of, eh, you know, garbage time, whatever. But he, he looked like an NBA player out there tonight. And this is one of those things, again, preseason, I want to see it over some regular season games. So I'm not going to get too excited with him. But, yeah, uh, Kilpatrick's consistency. He, he sort of came to life with the Nets when – it was the end of the season, right, March and April, and it, it, you have to be careful about judging guys then because there are a lot of teams tanking at that point. A lot of playoff teams have their spots secure, so they're you know they're just sort of coasting the rest of the way. So that can sort of uh, bump up some guys' stats, and it, and it throws you off. But I'm interested in Kilpatrick. I think one of the big things with him is can he actually perform like that over a full regular season against teams that have fully scouted him know who he is. I mentioned before how 
um, the offense and the system seemed very basic to start off with. And really the rotations were pretty basic. I mean, Atkinson didn't even throw in uh, some of these young guys we wanted to see just go out there and play and see what they could do until like late in the third, if I'm remembering correctly. And there's a little experimenting. And I think, you know, with such a new team, again, you want to ease into this sort of stuff. But for this being the first preseason game, I guess looking forward, is there anything you want to see uh, Atkinson experiment with? Because that's a big thing in the preseason is coaches go out and just throw out things you can't really try in the regular season without costing a win. In the preseason, you could do it and just see how it goes. Like the 2011 Mavs in the preseason, they ran zone for an entire preseason game just to sort of see it in game. So what would you like to see the Nets just fool around with out there? I think I want to see them get small ball even smaller. I think you can have Anthony Bennett play the small forward position. With his length, I think if he's able to finally get that get to that point where he can be an NBA player, I think he'll be able to do that for us. Another thing is Jeremy Lin, as we know, he can play both guard positions, which is going to be key because Yogi Ferrell, I don't see him being ever ever being able to play the, sh- the small small guard because I mean he's just he doesn't have the size for it. Grievous Vasquez, I mean he's just he's a veteran. He's gonna I think he'll be able to do whatever Kenny Atkinson needs him to do. But I want to see Trevor Booker move to the center position sometimes because. Trevor Booker reminds me of Thaddeus Young, I mean, a little bit older, but I think he's going to bring a lot of energy and he will be able to play at the center, especially if we're playing the Warriors, in which we know that they're going to be swollen. Draymond Green's going to be playing the center. I don't think we can have Brooke Lopez in the game when we ha- when they have that small ball uh, rotation. I think Trevor Booker, Booker is going to have a big role in being able to play the small ball position, as well as Bo Beach. And another surprising player that I'm I don't know why Kenny Atkinson didn't put him in. Is Agidigis Makovicius? Iggy. We'll just call him Iggy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just call him Iggy. He has such a confusing name, but I mean, I've never seen him in a game before, and I think it's pretty interesting that the Nets signed him as quick as they did because, I mean, there's just there really is no scouting report, and he didn't have a lot of action playing um, in college. So I think he's going to be an interesting name to see if he gets uh, some playing time and. I kind of wanted to see Isaiah Whitehead in the game yes. today. I mean, I know it is the first preseason game, but surprise, Chase Buttinger had more minutes than Isaiah Whitehead, who didn't even have playing time. I think Isaiah Whitehead, when I saw him in the summer league, he was very shy and he didn't have a lot of confidence in him. And I think it was important for him to play in today's game to try and get into the rhythm of things in the NBA level. It's so hard when you just have all these guys that are question marks and you're just like, all right, come on, can we see them all? But there's so many, right? You also want to give these veteran guys like Bennett and Buttinger a chance to show that they could still contribute. And I think I'm off Anthony Bennett Island. I don't, I don't think he's – I just don't think he's an NBA player. But I did want to see Whitehead. I did want to see Iggy. And you mentioned uh, some of the things you wanted to see them experiment with. Uh, Lynn playing in the two guard li- in the two point guard lineup with Vasquez or Yogi Ferrell. Uh, I definitely wanted to see that. That should be a staple this year, I think, because Lynn is used to playing the shooting guard position as well. Uh, you mentioned Booker at the five for sure. Uh, that's something Atkinson mentioned a lot. Booker and Scola at the five. So I think we'll see that in future games. This is only the first game, so uh, we've got to wait a little bit to see, you know, any more. Next up, we uh, we got a rivalry game against the Knicks. Do you have any preview of that one? I want to see how Atkinson is able to adjust to Porzingis because I think Porzingis <laughs> is going to play a lot of positions this year. 
And I think he can even move up anywhere but the point guard position. And I want to see how he manages that because the Knicks, their their lineup right now is Derek Rose, Courtney Lee. You got Mello, Porzingis, as well as Joachim Noah. And I think the, the lineup we have right now and starting tonight is going to fit well with them. But I don't see Trevor Booker being able to keep up with Porzingis and just the athleticism and the youth that he has. And I want to see a lot of minutes coming from Chris Nicola. I think Chris Chris's size fits very well with Porzingis. And I want to see if he could if he'll be able to guard somewhat lengthy and athletic as Porzingis is. Another thing I don't want to see is Jorge Gutierrez in the game. Um <laughs> I just I don't see him making the team. He was with the Nets uh two years ago when we had Jason Kidd and yeah. I mean he he had some pretty solid minutes. I did I mean he did pretty well tonight shooting seventy five percent with six points in eleven minutes, but I think we have too many guards on the team, and I don't see him having any sort of um, leverage over any of the other ones. It's because so, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's just oh, the signing was so weird because I, I talked about it before. Like, okay, if you want to get a veteran third point guard as insurance, like Norris Cole is out there. It's better than Jorge Gutierrez, right? If you yeah. want to get a, a young guy that can maybe be good, like go for Yogi Ferrell. Gutierrez is just somewhere in the middle of mediocrity. But I don't want to weigh too much on a preseason game, but it's going to be fun to see Lynn out there trying to guard Derrick Rose because a lot a lot's been made of Lynn's defense. It's really going to be the most like he he's going to be the guy that makes or break this makes or breaks this Nets defense. Like this Nets defense isn't going to be good, but it could be like not awful if Lynn steps it up there. And you mentioned McCullough. We didn't even talk about him. He's like one of the most intriguing prospects on this Nets team and. My feelings on him is like it, ha- it hasn't changed after his first preseason game. It's still, you know, to channel Charles Barkley, the kid's going to be great if he learns how to play basketball. I mean, you see his body, but then he, you know he, he's got to master some of these NBA level skills, right? He's still making silly mistakes on defense, uh, over over the back fouls. You know, his jump shot doesn't look quite right. Uh, drives that just seem to be going nowhere. So he's a guy I'm going to be looking out for. Uh, Alone, thank you very much for coming on, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Nets podcast. Be sure to tune in next week. We have some great stuff coming, more preseason games to talk about. And be sure to leave a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you very much. Let me get the one time. Fake the fuck. Keep it real. Don't fake the fuck. Let me see them hands high. Fake the fuck.